Welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast, bringing you candid rugby conversations, great interviews and insights into Ugandan rugby, and a touch of rugby in Africa and the world over. Fat Cats Rugby Podcast is a product of Fat Cats Media Brand for all your audiovisual content needs and equipment hire. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast. On a day where we are pondering whether rugby players actually do retire one time. I don't know um, what my counterparts today have to say, but uh, my name is Ruben Kiumuro. And uh, with me today, usual fat cats, uh, moving up the ranks in our conversational table as well, uh, Mr. Cesar Nkunda. And on the other hand, a gentleman that... Uh, we are having for the first time, but not the last time, surely, Mr. Kabalega Adam. He has served his time as a rugby player, schools league in particular, a captain of the King's College, Budo, the Great College after Namiliango College. I don't know about the one from Entebbe <laughs> Road. Um, and he made the big shock of having trained with uh, pirates from his S3 to his S6 and just when he was about to make that professional debut, he made a decision that very, very few men of his age at the time would make. He decided to go on the journey of starting a club of his own. Well, we are going to find out about that. But gentlemen, welcome. Starting with you, Adam. Ah, How are you, you feeling? Thank you very much. I'm very good. It's a mm. good week for me. Eagles mm. um, are the champions of Central League, so mm. I'm doing very well. Uh, we are training for the playoffs. Um, there's still a lot of work to do. The job's not done. Mm. But from where we have come, this is definitely a good point for the club. Um, also excited for the league to end. See which team comes out on top. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, we'll definitely come back to that Eagles conversation to just understand what was your thought process when all this happened. But, Caesar, you have been uh, particularly, I can't say MIA because uh, usually where I like hanging from, you don't like being there for one reason or the other. But how, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend, well, my weekend went well. Well, Cubs, Cubs went back to winning ways. Um... Of course, people people were excited about us not getting the bonus point against Buffalo's. A very, very, very good Buffalo side. I One of the things I wanted to talk about today is to make mention about that Buffalo's team. Mm. My God, they played really, really good rugby. Um, I'll just mention a few players later mm. on. But, uh, uh, of course, we won that game. I was happy because we won that game. And bonus point or not, see... Whether we win a million bonus points, mm. we have to win the game. All our remaining games to win the league. Yeah. It, uh, bonus points have been good to us because we lost two games and we are still on top of the league. So, um, uh, because of bonus points. So, I was happy because we won the game. Still, still top of the league. Hopefully, this weekend we shall, we shall go over uh, in peace and then we enter that final, final game uh, on top of the league. So, the weekend went well for me. Uh, the elephant fell off the, <laughs> off, off the tree, albeit momentarily, but uh, I was happy. United won, Arsenal lost the league position. So, I was, I was okay. The weekend was okay. 
me save for Formula One where my tractor is still not performing. <laughs> yeah, but my weekend went well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, uh, you did not give us anything in particular about your weekend. What were you up to? I mean, right now when you guys are in the break, save from training for the playoffs, what do you be doing with your weekend? Um, my weekend, uh, sadly, I mean, my last uh, semester of university at MOOBS. Um, so we had coursework too this weekend up to Sunday. So um, from Friday up to Sunday, I was in papers. But uh, on uh, Saturday, immediately I had a paper from like four, 4 to 5. And immediately after, I just decided to run to Kings Park and uh, watch the Pirates game. Uh, just after my paper, I saw the, the score was 50-0. And I was like, there's no way I can miss this game. It's probably going to reach 100. But sadly, I only watched one try in the second half and watched more of the so Mongas you, you, tries. You, you came with a bad luck. <laughs> We're wondering what happened. What happened? No, but I think, um, just generally speaking, Pirates has um, been a bit suspect to having uh, put the foot off the gas in their second half. So I think it, it, it hurt them the most against um, Hippos, where they were leading 35, I don't know, something like 10 at halftime. And... By the time the game ended, they had lost the bonus point. But if they were even given an extra five minutes, I believe the momentum was in, in the favor of people. And they could have even caused an upset there. But, um, uh, Caesar, you did talk about the Buffaloes. Uh, Buffaloes in successive weekends denying the, uh, the, who are the top two at the time, uh, Heathens and Cobbs, mm-hmm. um, Bonus points, which ideally I should say the biggest benefactor of that was was Pirates. Pirates. Um, mm. Level on points, but for some reason, um, you guys, the Cobbs, know how to stack up the points difference. Mm. But before we get into all that, gentlemen, where we started from, what, how many times is a rugby player supposed to retire for us to believe that he has retired? And is it a case of... Um, Perhaps our comprehension as the people who are looking at the tweet, or is it a case of players just not really getting their their communication slash grammar right? Because the way I looked at it, it looked like and oh, under normal circumstances, when you when you uh, you you are relinquishing your role as captain of a team, you're normally also stepping moving forward your position. Yeah. Yes. And they, when he was thanking towards that end of that tweet, he said for those that were supporting him in his captaincy and as a player. So for not only ourselves, but for very many media people, everyone uh, thought that this is his, at least for in the international career, that was, the, that was it. And there were so many praises being hipped, so many articles being written, only for, I don't know if it was even two days later, him coming out and saying that um, disregard the fake news. But what fake news? It's you that tweeted. So I don't know. Is the problem with us who are trying to understand the tweet? Or in your opinion, what do you think about... I don't know. Uh, I, okay. Now I don't, I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't remember properly whose tweet I read where it says I'm retiring from the international career. I think... I don't know why I keep remembering it, it being Michael. Sports. Eh? I think it was an article on Kao On Kao. Mm. Okay. Maybe. There was Kao, there was Naluba, there was uh, Vision Group. Maybe the rumors 
to Michael because Michael so many things, but he's a very what what do I use? He's a level-headed man. I don't think Michael can go around. I don't know. I hope. I hope. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think Michael can go around uh, tweeting that he has retired only to change and say disregard the rumors because it ceases to be a rumor if it's you who has what tweeted it. Maybe Michael is the one who tweeted. Uh, maybe you can check. Maybe it's Michael who tweeted uh, about him retiring from international rugby or. I swear, I seem to have seen that he was retiring from international rugby and him tweeting it. But if it's not, then we move on. My issue here is to answer your question. Mm. When should people retire? I don't know, man. <laughs> we always have those discussions. Michael has overstayed on the seventh team. Michael misses tackles. Michael does this and that. I think he has. But then when you watch and you interact with those seventh players, everyone is every single one of those players is so grateful for the leadership that Michael has on that team. So, I, I, man, at first I used to be against Michael's stay on the long stay on the sevens team. First of all, I don't like sevens. I really don't like sevens. Why don't you like sevens? I, that's another conversation from another <laughs> segment. But I later understood because I don't like it that much, I don't follow it that much, but because they are the national team that is putting us there, we have no choice but to follow them. But when you interact with these players, they help you understand. They help you understand uh, uh, the use of a player on that team, and especially Michael. My biggest issue on that seventh team were two players, mm -hmm. Michael and Aaron. Mm. Now, I always had an issue with Aaron because for some reason, every single tournament, Aaron got a yellow card. And I'm like, guys, at what point are we going to what? To separate this superstardom of a player and him costing the team all the time because he's in sin bins. And then the seventh players that I get a chance to talk to, they explained to me the role of Aaron. Then I started I started removing emotion. Huh, Sandy, I'll be very happy for using this term. I started removing emotion from the argument and I started seeing, I wanted to see it from the, through their eyes. And that is when I started appreciating who Aaron was, the superstar and the unbelievable rugby player that Aaron is. And as luck would have it, he's not the one that gets yellow cards these days, but some young brown gentleman. Anyway, <laughs> the, when Michael chooses to retire is none of our business, really. Mm. If, he can, if he can continue putting in the hours of training and time and sacrifice, and the, the good coach Tolbert chooses to pick him all the time, then who are we, man? Who are we to to demand? I mean, George Scott, big George Scott is still playing rugby. And don't get me wrong. He's going to, you know, put in a shift on that veterans game. He's going to play. He might be called for the national side. I don't know. He had said that he, his time on the national team is done, done. But you, with the trust issues we now have, we are not going to believe anyone. Until, <laughs> yeah, until we see it. Perhaps when you're like happening. 60. Then you're until like, we see it. Sure I mean, I mean. <laughs> the the good captain fantastic Brian O'Don convinced me I'd retired from mm, rugby. Even we even sent him away from Cobbs officially. Let us 
I saw the man in the camp of the national team. It is like, very hey. hard. It is very hard to do even the send off game for these for these guys because you're not really sure. But like but, you know, boredom can you check in and again is like uh, this retirement thing is not for me. But I think we should change it. We should change it. You you do it your time, and then you leave. That's why I want Aredo Joseph to retire. I want Aredo <laughs> Joseph to retire when we still sing his name, and when he decides to retire. That season he is playing last. I tweeted it. I'm saying it here again. I'm going to train hard and get onto that Cubs team just to play in honor, even if it's a minute every game, in honor of what Red has done. That said, I think when Michael decides to retire, he will retire. But for now, he still puts in a shift. Uh, the first games on in week one, he was very uh, was good, but mm, not exceptional. Then the other games came, he was a colossus. So you get... Man, Michael is Michael. He has done so much. He has he has put his body on the line. He's very experienced. So when he chooses to retire or not, and if he has changed his mind, it's also okay. Yeah, yeah. there is no crime by the way yeah, changing it's your also mind. Okay. If I'm reading the actual the original tweet, it was Nange Ndimuntunkoa. Congratulations, my guy Ian Munyani. I believe in your abilities to lead this team mm. to many championships. You're the right man for the job, and I am sure. Uganda is in safe hands. Thanks to everyone who has supported me during my time as captain and a, and a player. How did you interpret this? He's leaving the team. You, you know, when I saw that tweet, to mm. me it wasn't conclusive. Mm. But then at the end he said, and as a player. Yes. So that's why that I was, was like, the part he's in retiring. Me that, uh, really caught me. Like, as a player. I was just confused. But, 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 but from the overall view of the tweet, mm. to me it, I I I feel like he wasn't retiring. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But they should give us a chance to do testimonials for their games. We even talk to the like if legends, if say BOD says BOD says that this is a testimonial for BOD. Mm. We convince Danny that every single coin collected at the gate goes to BOD for whatever he wants to use. As in we he can choose to use it for charity, he can choose whatever. But we our players should give us a chance to send them off. Because Alex, we clapped for Alex, did everything. Alex retired, he retired for good. But we need to have a testimonial for Alex, man. I think it's a club initiative also. Yes. Clubs need to really take these uh, these situations and try to, try to really honor their players. Because mm. I don't know why there hasn't been one for... There was something at the beginning of the season at Kings Park, mm. but you know that real one at home at Chadondo with perhaps a guard of honor, fans in the standing ovation, or even it could be a select game. I believe that would be a better thing. Things like that. Because like Marvin, yeah. Marvin just retired to obliv- oblivion like that. And that's the sad bit about it's many of really our, sad. our players, how they just disappear, disappear into the sunset. Yeah. You never know what really happens. Yeah, so and yet I think we, that should change. Players who look up to them. Maybe we wait for egos to <laughs> make the change. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, for those that don't know, uh, on such a chilly day, we are at the Fred and Winnie B&B. Um, despite the fact that where we are is chilly, the rooms themselves are cozy. Why are they cozy? Because um, they are self-contained and they are 10 in number, private bedrooms consisting of two deluxe doubles, three standard doubles, one deluxe twin, and two standard twin bedrooms. There's a fully equipped kitchen for uh, all your meals and all the needs that you could possibly have in regards to the kitchen, power backup system, Wi-Fi, laundry, 
Um, there's also a chef in case you do not want to cook for yourself and you want to be on that soft life. Um, a sumptuous buffet breakfast with a choice of selected tropical fruits tropical and fruits. juice. Pick up <laughs> and drop off to and from Entebbe International Airport as well as local transportation for getting around can be arranged if booked in advance. For bookings, call 0778-933-559. Kamalika was laughing because he has watched the podcast so much. He knows the ad. <laughs> I, know, I know the ad of there, it. There, there is, a, there is, a, there is a, a small video we did at Legends with well, this guy that keeps selling, that has uh, jerseys for sale. Ah, I forget his name. Kamanzi. Kamanzi. Kamanzi mm. was reciting the other ad. Uh, I think he was with Dungu at the time, and Dungu was telling him to recite the ad. The man was just um just really really putting it out there i think i'll share it with joel joel added to the podcast <laughs> just for people to see but um anyway aside from michael and what his choices we are happy that he's still playing we are happy that he's perhaps now in the just the leadership group that is going to be supporting and ushering ian munyani onto his campaign as captain um really walk us through what was your mindset at the time when you decided that you know what egos is the direction I want to go in and not be like the rest of your fellow uh, classmates that chose to want to strive for a number with pirates and perhaps, who knows, I mean, you could right now be on a team that is on the course to win the league. Um, Rugby World Cup was in 2019. Yes. I was in Essex in 2019 and um, World Cup happened when we were in school. A few weeks, I think, before you neb, and um, of course, you know, you know, watching rugby World Cup in high school, you have to squeeze at the front and all those things. And um, I think I was watching the semi-final, New Zealand, England, and as a New Zealand supporter, and sadly we lost. But just to see the the facilities and organisation throughout World Cup just got my attention. But it just kept in my mind, and I didn't tap into it and um, the day I finished a six actually um, a certain gentleman called uh, Arthur company approached me and uh, said I have this idea and um, I want to execute it how can I execute it and um, I said well I've just finished a six there's nothing I can tell you right now I said I would, I would get back to him and obviously at that point my mind was stuck on pirates i'm going to play in pirates i'm going to train with pirates basically my mind was only on pirates and um when i remembered what i'd been thinking about i'm like let me just give in my input and uh, i i would have contributed to rugby like let me just give him the information he will know how to execute it but um arthur's vision was i i felt like he knew what he was doing um the conversion rate of high school rugby players into the main league is very low in Uganda, extremely low. And um, Arthur said, this is my main goal. I want to convert players from high school. They have nothing to do. They should come and be playing. They should still continue playing rugby. And um, when he explained the whole concept to me, I was I was in for it, but it took a while for me to to accept that, okay, I'm going to now fully put my energy into, into this egos thing and um, leave the whole Pirates 
being alone. Yeah, but it was a very hard decision. That one I can't deny. Um, even up to now, I still watch Pirates games. I think I shout the most at Pirates games. But um, it, it was better for rugby as a whole. It just wasn't me, Adam, you know, let me go start Eagles, what? No, the, the person explained the vision to me. And uh, I joined the project. Actually, Edmond and Arthur were already, they were somewhere within the project. And they said, come on board. But it hadn't yet got out to the public. And then um, we started our journey. And then COVID happened. But it's one of the best decisions I've made. That one I can't deny. It has, it has taught me a lot. And um, I hope for the best. Uh, I really can't wait for Eagles Pirates. Yeah, but um, it's definitely one of the best decisions. That one I can't deny. Um, even some of my, uh, actually a lot of Budo players are, are, are still in Pirates, Gongodio, Ziwa. Um, Gongodio learned rugby in S5 when, when we were playing rugby in Budo. Um, so basically, of course it hurt. It really hurt me. And sometimes it's, it, it, it hurts. You can see Ziwa. Ziwa is shining right now. I was on that same team with Ziwa. You're his captain. Thank you. <laughs> like I was Ziwa's captain, but Ziwa is a man shining on pitch, and I definitely still have the urge to play. Though I haven't played this year because of obviously finishing uni and uh, management. Actually, I respect all club presidents. Trust me. You know when people are really blowing administrators mm. of rugby on Twitter, I can't even I can't even judge them because I know what they are going through. You have to remember that most of them have other lives apart from rugby. So you're at work, but you have to go for a meeting with this sponsor. You have to push here. A player has this issue. So it's really, it's really hectic. That's the honest truth. And a shout out to all club administrators. I, I really know what you go through. Yeah. But this, I still have a lot to learn because I'm young. I'm very, very young. I, could, I can tell it, obviously, when I'm talking to other club administrators. You can tell there's... I still have a lot of exposure, but I would also want to enforce my ideas at some time. Yeah. yeah um, why, maybe to ask, mm. why the name Eagles? I mean, you're we'll a Budonian. We're going to be at the top. Uh, you're a Budonian. I see the conspiracy you're trying to Of course, it's a big conspiracy. You couldn't. You couldn't get to smack, so you chose to steal its name. Okay, not steal. Bam. Well, well done so far. Well done. Well done. Thank you. So how did how did it go about the whole dynamics of finding a pitch, being able to convince players to get into the system, being able to even just get the sponsor? Because it's not easy. It's yeah, not a, easy. Not Running true. a club on a daily basis is not easy. <clears throat> but let alone getting the pitch where you, you call your home, and then also try to find the, your identity within a sport that many say is being uh, get-kept. I don't know if that is how I, I should say it. Uh, and get also, cap. Get cap, as the, <laughs> the, the, the younger people say. And, and also just convincing players, because also recruiting players is not an easy thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so by the time I uh, finished at 6, um, Arthur had already found a pitch that he that he said this this would be the right pitch for us and um when i was in school arthur had already been looking so by the time i arrived he said i think this is the best place and um the information i'd given him is that um the honest truth to me i felt like 
Pirates had lost a lot of talent in their shift to Kings Park, Kings Park. at the start because it was a little bit far for most students. And even me at the time, it was a little bit far. But if, if you're committed to rugby, that distance is nothing. But most people, you have to know that rugby is still growing. You have to, you have to give incentives for people to come, to come to you. So when I came, Arthur had already found a location and um, we, he had already started the work at the location because the Chitante pitch was, uh, it had a little bit of issues. So Arthur had already, we had already started the work at that time. So when I came on board, uh, what we were working on was the pitch, putting up the poles, planting grass. You know, when you lack exposure, some things like can, can shock you. Um, just planting grass, you can think, okay, that's like 300k, you give labor 100, you know. But it was actually way above that. It was so expensive. And I remember Arthur just breaking down the cost to me and I was like, there's no way. There's no way like planting grass can just cost this. But it was actually so expensive, like something like pitch maintenance. Yeah, it really takes a lot. Now, especially now because we're in the rainy season yeah. and I can assure you at every pitch, there's a... Uh, there's a football okay. league mm. at Legends, is Budo Smart League, Smart Budo. League. At Chitante, there's Ngo League. Like, the, now, with, I feel like with football players, they don't really care. Like, they're not going to fall down as much. But with rugby players, you really have to take care of the pitch. So all those costs are so, they're so high. Then with the convincing players, I told you that Atherman is very sharp. Because when he when he approached us, okay, me when he approached me, you know what? To cut you short, because we are going to have a specifically egos dedicated podcast. Episode. We are going to yeah. use this as a, just a snippet into the conversation that we are mm. going to have. So those yeah. stay tuned. There is an egos conversation coming up. So we'll keep that just the Central League champions. Yeah. By the way, okay, let's wait and see <laughs> the players around the corner. <laughs> so Caesar. Uh, coming back to you. So what happened at Legends? Um, uh, you guys failed to get the bonus point, which uh, sparked off a frenzy at King's Park of a party. Mm. And if that was any indication to go by, if you guys by any chance lose the league on the final day, mm. I have a feeling that people in Boyo Gerede will party for like two weeks straight. I don't know if you'll be ready for that kind of heat. So what happened? It seems like Hobbs is in control of their fate, but seemingly making one mistake here or there. What happened? Oh, I wouldn't want to call it a mistake. Um, don't forget, just because we are too efficient and prolific in making all those scores, mm. doesn't mean that we are playing against nobodies. Mm. We play against very good rugby teams in the league. And last weekend was a showcase of one of the... That game was, for me, an amazing rugby game. The ref was on point. Gonzalo, shout out to Gonzalo, by the way. Um, Gonzalo was on point. Uh, the teachers, of course, got the wrath of the fans, but they did their job mm. the best as they could. By the, of course, no more human error. But the game was the game in itself. There's a number seven. I keep forgetting his name. I don't know why. It's small. I you I know all of you. Odoch Morgan. Ivan Odoch. Not. Not I, Ivan. Uh, I think it's called Morgan. 
I, is I he Morgan? Yes, small. He's best friend with Jackie. He likes Jackie. He talks about him a lot. That kid. It was playing shot number seven. I think it's called. I don't know. Whatever. Is he okay, Toyota's brother? No, 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 no. Leave Morgan alone. That's all. And you are wrong. He's a small kid. I remember the name. I about Seguia. No. He's a northerner. Like a tiny kid. Anyway, you. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's really, he's really thin. He's really thin. Yeah. He was even playing in Hana. He was playing in Hana in school at your time. Mm. I'll remember his name. Oh, innocent. No, I don't know. I don't remember. I've forgotten the name. That boy is a small. He's a small player. He was but playing. He, he goes through gaps. Oh my God! <laughs> Man of the match by far. He carried that ball. He scored, I think, two tries, and both that. I don't, I don't remember properly, but Buffalo's in itself. Very patient rugby. Of course, uh, our ghosts came back to bite us in some parts of the game where we get into the 22 and we fail to convert those games. But those guys put their body on the line. Uh, uh, put their body on the line. They played really well. Co- structured rugby. Man, Buffaloes played really, really, really well in that match. But of course, we played better. That's why we won the game. And people, people, of course, I feel like that party at Kings Kings Park was really unwarranted. <laughs> Bonus point or not? The game that determines everything is what if what if Impis beats Cobbs? Uh huh. What was the use of the bonus point? The bonus point right now is useless. Where the on the would have just been one point ahead of them. What is one point? One point is important. It how especially when Every you're going into a important. weekend against Lord Nsekuye, who's back from injury. That's my point. That's my yeah. point. Like, win your games. Take for instance, you lost win. the bonus point the last week as you did, and then you lose another one this week. There's nothing. They will be ahead of us by one point. Yes. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> then for some reason... We come and you know, beat them. Somehow the mathematics comes There's no mathematics here. But there's no around. mathematics. Maybe the math I'm ignoring, the math I'm ignoring is the math of the third team. Maybe that. Because... I Who's want to believe seems to whoever have conceded defeat, but I don't know if it's mind games. Who? You know, I saw uh, that article. Yeah, somewhere. there was an article. I don't know if it was by Narubare, where they were saying that Mohamed um, Theo had uh, conceded. <laughs> Those ones are not in the championship. Please, let's not waste our time. Unless are you sure they are a hundred percent. Okay, mathematically they are mm. in the championship, but they only they only get into the championship if we draw. Exactly. There is no draw in that match. <laughs> you want to tell me that it is impossible. It is actually very possible very you guys possible. will even be so shocked. Ah, anyway. I don't, I don't want to make I don't you know I'm the king of bets. I bet bets here and they come to light. <laughs> Let me tell you. Anyway, you finish up early, then I come to this mm. point. Um our team was well, uh, we played really well. Even when we got some mishaps here, our, our leader got a yellow card because Danny they got ducked when they were going to finish him. The man ducked and they connected his head. Then the yellow card and all, all the bar all those issues. Atim really played well. Shout out to to <laughs> Polo SJ who man came came out for some reason now every time that boy plays he scores a try and me I'm excited. Of course a one Kakuru claims he coached Paul. He went to Namilango for two years. What did he coach for two years? 
Anyway, let's go back to what we're saying. So the game, the game, <laughs> the game was it's it's very disrespectful mm. for people to come and say we lost a bonus point. Buffaloes could have won that match. I need to tell you this. Has has any of the top three got a bonus point against Buffaloes? Pirates. They did they though? They did. They did. Mm. You're sure? Yes. No. No, Pirates no. got a bonus point. They did I, I not. Don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think they did. I don't. Anyway, I stand corrected. I watched the game. No. I, I I stand corrected. At Kings Park, they must have. Hey, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. Kings Park. Yeah, of course at Kings Park. I stand corrected, did. but that Buffalo team, especially in the second half of the season, mm. man, they they've brought in their A game, and I want to shout out to them because it would be very unfair. They just met a superior team, a more superior team. If they were pay, playing another. If, if, like, even, what is the word you want to use? He would have played like even in this with that kind of rugby <laughs> they played. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, senior senior elders of our no, but, team there. Um, Buffaloes didn't win against Rhino. Exactly. That's the funny thing. That's the funny thing. Inconsistency. Inconsistency of Buffaloes, and I don't understand it. And and maybe because the way you prepare to play against Cubs is not. It That's shouldn't true. be, but the way you prepare against, to play against Cubs, one can argue. I didn't watch that uh, Rhinos game. One can argue the coach had rested their players for. I don't know what happened in that game, honestly. I can't explain it. Big ups for Rhinos. It would be very unfair for us not to mention that they put in their work. Mm. But that Buffalo's team, with the way they played against us, I do not. I cannot fathom how they lost to Rhinos. Considering what I've seen. So the weekend, for me, I beg to differ. The weekend wasn't about Cobbs losing a bonus point. The weekend was about Cobbs winning a very good match. Because okay. there could have been a possibility of Buffalo's winning. So um, Buffalo's has really had particularly good results over the last few weeks or so. That, so it's starting, actually the league saw so it starting not such a good position, but they have propelled themselves to fourth if I'm not mistaken, uh, fifth or fourth around there. Mm. Um, do you think that, because we have seen this cycle happen, we have seen Buffaloes build something, and then we have seen their bigger brothers come and take, do you think it's time they maybe stood their ground, if it's even possible, and have Buffaloes as a, a, a an actual competing rival team in the Chadondo setup with its own... Um, systems. Luckily, now there is Bison's. I'm I'm assuming Bison's is its second team. Mm. Do you it think is. that they should object and do away with that hierarchical uh, monotony of having Buffalo's players being taken to heathens, and then they just create something of their own? I think Buffalo's should be should be way more competitive, because I'll give you an example. You see with Rugby players, if you don't have a goal that you're playing for, then you're just going to go and play no more rugby, nothing. But I feel like the way with Buffaloes, they are, with the way they are playing, they have a goal. They have a goal they want to achieve, and I feel like next season, if they if they keep up the work they are putting in, Buffaloes next season is going to be a lot of, it's going to be trouble for all teams. Yeah, I want to ask. Yeah. I don't know the setup of Chadondo. That's Chadondo. That, that, that's why I do want to comment. I on don't it. know the setup of Chadondo. I don't know whether it's if Heathens knocks at the door, 
you open your legs or if <laughs> they it's a normal discussion of two different clubs if it's a normal discussion of, of two different clubs uh of we sit down and say i want your player the way cobs would go to pirates to get a player or cobs would go to like any club to transaction an arms length transaction mm. because if it is i don't see i don't see a buffalo's player crossing to heathens why because i do not know their their contracts but you cannot convince me that platinum credit gives heathens more money than toyota gives buffalo's i don't know i really don't know but my point is this i always felt like heathens is heathens they're the biggest club in the in the land i think most successful uh, if i'm not mistaken everyone would want to associate themselves with heathens but now if it were, if you are a young rugby player who has watched this season is it is it so much is it so much attractive for you to go to heathens or to go to buffalo's because their kit looks better first and foremost <laughs> their kit looks better they are more they looks they look more inclusive they have more nago boys and the elite in the rugby i don't know what that means in rugby circles but they are, they look more inclusive they look younger because man heathens are very aging team so if you are a player and buffalo is no longer that team they beat around uh, you know about man mm-hmm. <laughs> i was impressed last weekend to be honest i was impressed by that buffalo team and i hope they don't lose i hope they don't they don't what lose the fire lose their players because even kasoto who is kicks of a dying horse to be honest played really well played really well though i want to make mention something i would want to watch liam walker play in one of the top 3 teams i want to believe why do you want him to play in one of the top 3 teams why can't he shine uh, where I mean, he is uh, he is already shining that's why i want him to play there let me tell you why because because i feel like i feel like and this not disrespect to the buffalo's players i feel like sometimes liam's brain is brought back down because the people with which he's playing don't allow him to express themselves now ivan is a prolific number 10 but look where ivan played rugby from ivan left smack one of the best rugby playing schools went to hana found them in a situation where they were in their the ascendancy to become the best rugby playing school at that time he left hana and went to namiliango the best the rugby most successful school. rugby yeah. playing school <laughs> best no most successful rugby playing school yeah. and i mean he made him he met a bunch of kids who are already with their grit and fumbling hardness brought flair to them my god they became ivan has never played for a team that i don't use the term to be an unfair to buffalo's lesser than to played with the team lesser than his brain then he goes to pirates bunch of kids got from namiriango's mark everywhere bunch of kids with a rugby brain who think who run like him imagine liam was afforded such a plethora of rugby brains i would i'm not saying buffalo's guys are not sharp but there are some people we know <laughs> you will not expect a lock <laughs> to i mean there are some people you know have rugby brains there are some people who don't i believe 
I believe Buffalo is a brute force team and a bunch of small people, small people with brains. And like you know, most teams are like that. I just feel like the quality of the quality of brains in the top echelon of rugby, the top three. I'd want to see Liam in that team, but sadly, the team is the father's, so he can't leave. <laughs> but I would want, I would want to see Liam, for example, in Cobbs. I would want to see Liam uh, play. Just trying to no, 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 I don't want. I, we can't buy Liam. All pirates, for that matter, you know, setting with his rugby, setting in those running loose forwards. My God! But um, you, you, you mentioned earlier the. The point of a young player, which team would he go to? Mm. The honest truth, if he's a high school player, his his mind is focused on Cobbs, Pirates, Heathens. That that's the honest truth. But if you have a young player who has actually been exposed to to the games, mm. they would know that Buffaloes would be a, a good side to go to. And that and for the young players, it's because of lack of exposure. Yeah. When the league is going on, they're in school, and that's. The honest truth. Can I ask you a funny question? Yeah. And I want you to answer. <laughs> in these schools, schools yeah. remove the people who grew up around actually quarters are Naguru and mm. yeah. From the schools, there's not even the great schools, the rugby playing schools. Name for me two kids in your year, or even a year below you, or even two years below you, who left school and went to events. Two. Leave the Hana boys who have come from the Chadondo setup and gone to Hana Okololo. Leave those ones. I want a boy who came from his home in Masaka, worked hard in high school, got to learn rugby, like the majority of schools rugby is, and went to Heathens. Just one or two. In my year? Even no. a year below you, all three. <laughs> even four. I can even use ours. Are you trying to are you trying to say that they do not attract youngsters? No one has ever wanted to play for heathens from high school. But they always have a squad. Because they are unbelievable. They are they are unbelievable rugby playing organization. Most of their players have come from tag rugby. Most of them. And I'm telling you this. That one no one will ever beat not Kings Park, not Legends, nothing. Heathens. Literally, germinates its players from tag to the top. I mean, no team in the country does that. It's unbelievable. They've been able to maintain the highest level of rug of rugby without using schools league players. We who whine about schools league, we are just whining because it feeds to our clubs. Heathens won't even bother because. Their, their players are the ones who complain about that they are overaged, they play club and school. Nonsense. <laughs> I always find that nonsense. But one, it's a shout out to events because their kind of players come. Come. I think the last school player was Michael. But they come. And even then, I'm not sure about Michael, where I started from him. Chances are high, he started from the lower leagues. of. I don't know so much. My point is this. Events needs to be celebrated for growing rugby but there are very few people from the elite schools as they call themselves the top eight that lives lives going in my six years there were only two players that left smack to go to heathens kasozi steven and ochich two players and even them where they kasozi played more rugby for impis than he, he did for heathens anyway sorry for bringing <laughs> all this around but in the same in the same light or in the same breath you can also put it out there as echoed by uh 
by Okote Emmanuel last week saying that um, heathens and cobs have failed to attract a younger demographic of fans. Do you agree with that, Caesar? You who's no. affiliated directly with your club, do you have any? Do you guys particularly have a, a now a record of your younger fans? Is it true or is it majorly for the elite or the snobbish, as they like to call you guys? Younger fans. Mm. Uh, do you think you're doing enough to no, attract? No, we are not, and this is why. But it's changing. I, this is why the two teams with the biggest young fans. And I know you can name them off your head. The two teams with the biggest young fan base in the league. Two. Pirates. Pirates and Impis. Yes. Do you know why? Why? They have the biggest presence on, on social, social media. media. It's as simple as that. The tool that we use, mm. that these clubs have used to gather, sorry, to gather, um, to gather funds, they've maximized. Now, these other top clubs, the so-called snobbish clubs, mm. have come late, but they're getting there. You get. Now, Cobb's presence uh, is also becoming felt. Heathens, we, I mean, people are saying they were getting Twitter accounts <laughs> last week, but Heathens is also getting there. You find a person like Desire, for example, Desire Derek for Mugumisa, who is the NBS person. He came into rugby through NBS. I don't know whether it was before or after. He was, he was there before. He was. But my point is yeah. this. A person like Desire, you know how we used to say heathens is a local establishment, Chadon is a local establishment, but Desire is no local person. And if you go to Chadon now, <laughs> the majority of local people, the so-called local people in our minds, are no longer there. Because one, they've opened their minds. You learn. If pirates and impis beat us to the game and they have gotten their fans, but you see these funds, you can gather the funds because you are present. I mean, guys used a local TV to, you know, those old stereo TVs to launch their kit. That was special. You get. <laughs> so they use the, all their things to gather funds. But what keeps funds in your team is rugby. So if you gather as many funds as you can, you know, and then you still playing relegation rugby. That's why when fans leave campus, they won't come back to Impis to watch mm. your games because they were there because of the vibe you had. But then what maintains them at that vibe is rugby. And that's why Pirates keeps holding on to its fans because they play good rugby. So we yeah, are learning. We, it took us a long time. It took us a long time. But fun fact, Cobbs was the first team to have a social media handle. <laughs> fun fact. No, but I feel like all you get, clubs uh, are still behind when yeah. it comes to yeah. attracting fans because mm. I'll give you an example there's something that really annoys me there's um, I feel like Ngo League Budo League Smart League they have such a they have the ability to pull in so many people but these are all rugby playing schools like the, the conversion rate to just even being rugby fans after high school is still so low like so I, I still feel like all clubs inclusive of mine mm. we're all still behind in in that aspect yeah. yeah how is egos really positioning itself to also get funds especially um uh, with everything going right you you will be in the super 10 or whatever version of the co competition will be at the time 
how are you guys positioning yourselves to also be relevant in that place and also maybe a part b of that question do you for like people of your age and maybe let me say your circles what really attracts people to rugby is it the the victories the results as he says or is it the vibe okay so for part a how how is egos attracting fans as i said egos is mainly a team of youth if you look at our excom we're all young actually in my excom there's only one person who has finished union i think that's edmond the director of rugby nice. and the coach that's the only person but all of us were all youth so the fact that we're all youth if if i'm in egos i'm the president of egos my friends i automatically attract them to egos mm. and that's every other excom member and that's every other player so there you're already bringing in new fans from okay let me say from my year i'm already bringing in fans to egos and not necessarily maybe to pirates but of course maybe you may now like okay let me give you an example there's me and ziwa ziwa is in pirates i've started egos so yeah some go this side some go this side but still you want to bring more people into rugby mm-hmm. and then for what what attracts people to rugby i think for i'll, I'll talk for the big league because really in the championship where we have been there no there's really a lack of of fans attendance so for the big league i think it's the the vibe and then the the social media during the week yeah it's it's banter. literally everywhere the the banter mm. literally everything so people start coming in because of what they have seen and also i feel like um those in charge of the of the league should do what they did at the first game the, the acti- yeah the activation at pirates clubs i mean that i think that's the craziest rugby party i've ever attended if if it was more consistent you'd be bringing in a lot of fans like just even let me I'm, me I'm, me I'm comparing rugby to the sunday leagues mm. in budo league smart league you bring an artist it's four at at the fan park they bought an artist it was four so yeah i feel like they should do more activations to bring in more fans and more fans to me means more fans because you're bringing in people who come from different organizations who can put in a shift for rugby yeah and maybe to talk mm. about that this how do we avoid because egos ascendancy might be the downgrade of some clubs you get my point yeah like it's like you said it's a team of youth it's really a team of youth so what is to stop because now look at it this way egos is trains at chitante that's not difference between impis and chitante really no difference it's a short distance what's to stop kids from because i i can tell you for sure kids at smack talk to me and they say how is this ego setup and i'm like goes a very good setup why are they asking me one of their colleagues one or two of their colleagues play mm. at egos most of them train at egos we 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 were using in holidays we were using the impis grounds to train to train my my school team on holiday so that we don't have to do with what's to stop me from going to cover like and tell him man can my boys train from here i mean we can even use an emissary of bogeli mm. my wor- how do we do it that when egos ascends instead of taking away funds from impis maybe egos becomes the mob team 
the way Impis is the Makere team. Like we get more fans into the sport than taking the already established ones from the other teams who see the teams. I would also have to object you there. Mm. Because um the the way I see egos mm. as as Adam and, and sport as general, sport is big business. It's it's really big business. Egos is big business. I, I, it may not be everywhere in the papers now, but as in, like, egos is big business. So when egos comes up, it should be, it brings more competition yeah. for all the other clubs. Yes. That means all the other clubs have to up their game. Yes. It's just not egos benefiting. Rhinos should up their game. Pirates should up their game. Like, how are all these clubs going to maintain their funds? Yes. And so that means, the, going. Yeah, that means the clubs have to put in more money. Yeah. Because that's how, that's how they're going point. to maintain. Yeah, yeah, get your point. Yeah, but it's definitely something that um, teams need to ponder about, that not only are you trying to improve on pitch, but how are you also improving as a brand socially? And I think it's a conversation that needs to be had even in, in general, like branding and publicity of clubs, of sport in Uganda, of rugby as a, as a discipline. How is that being approached? But that's a conversation for another day. Anyway, um, I want us to also have a glimpse at um, the relegation side of the table. Um, Walukuba is currently in seventh, um, if I'm, eighth, if I'm not eighth. mistaken. Yeah, eighth. And uh, they, are, they seem to be safe. Yeah, they are safe from relegation. But then the particular interest is with uh, Rhinos who stand at 18 points and uh, Rams at the bottom in 10th who, are, who have 9 points. However, when it goes to points difference, uh, Rams have a higher points difference, which when we go back to Ugandan mathematics means that two bonus point wins um, for the Rams and no points gathered for Rhinos could see a miraculous Re, uh, uh, tenure of them saving themselves from being relegated. However, anything short of that, we'll see the team that uh, I, I think came into the league in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, um, go back to the second division, perhaps at the expense of the Eagles. What do you guys have to say about that? What are Ramsey's chances of really saving themselves? Uh, Rhinos having gotten a vital win against an informed Buffaloes that... Um, at least give them some breathing space, but not enough space for them to really be comfortable. Um, I'm actually sad for, for Rams because when Eagles were starting, we had uh, a couple of friendlies with Rams too. So it, it, it's a little bit sad for me, but I don't see, I don't see Rhinos being relegated. That, that's my honest view. I see Rams coming down. Sadly. Do you plan on poaching players from Rams if they <laughs> go down? We shall see. Of a team that's being promoted, definitely when you're going into the big league, you have to rebuff. You have to um, have a conversation here and there with some players who might not want to go back into relegation or the, into the second division and see how to strengthen your teams. But anyway, maybe that's a strategy for another However, day. Mm. You, you also have to take into consideration the fact that I'm only talking for Eagles. Mm. We've had a, a group of players since we started who have been consistent with us. We last year we ended joint third in the what? In the 
Central League last year. Though on the last uh, on the last match day, uh, Books was first and Eagles was second, and Books was our last game. And I can't forget that game ended thirty-three uh, fifteen. We lost, and I think we were all shattered because also last year there was that con- there was that, that confusion. Mm. Yeah, mm. and I even remember Chambogo had fans at Legends, so it was you could tell it was so much pressure. So last year I think the group of players realized the goal they have to achieve. They felt the pain last year. So now the fact that they have achieved that goal, you have to remember that these players have been working non-stop with egos. Yes, we may have to add some players. We'll yeah. see how that goes. But you have to take into, into consideration there are guys who are already fit this side and know, know how to handle the things. For example, like the coaching style, Edmo- Edmond is very efficient. I mean, there's no time for slacking. If you feel like you're assured on the starting team, it may be your week on the bench you get. <laughs> so that side, on the ego side, you have to put in the work. So in case anyone wants to come to Egos, you still have to put in a lot of work. Yeah. Okay. Um, Caesar, um, as you maybe just give us your thoughts about uh, the relegation, just keep in mind both the relegated teams are are traveling away from home this uh, this coming game week this weekend which is the the build up to the final weekend the next week but uh um the rhinos will be traveling to ginger to face hippos and then uh the rams will be going to chadondo to face uh buffaloes okay um honest truth at the beginning of the season when I heard what was happening to Rams and its key players, I figured that they were the team that was going to get relegated because to recover, even a team like Cobbs or Heathens, if it loses very many key players, um, recovering is a bit hard. Uh, I always, I honestly don't. It will be a miracle if Rams, if Rams what, get survive because Rams needed to beat Rhinos. They didn't. Rhinos got a freakish win against Buffaloes. If Buffaloes play the way they played against Cobbs, I do not see in heavens how Rams is going to be what? Is going to be to beat Buffaloes. So, but you still can't tell. You, I because, still can't tell. Because of, that's what because I'm of the Rhinos Buffaloes game. That's what I'm trying to do. I still can't tell, but we're all on speculation. Everything remaining constant, I think Rams is going down. I feel like Rams is going down. And um, and it would be sad, but well, it's a, it's a jungle. You eat or be eaten. So, well. But, but what happens to the to the whole Rams setup? Keep in mind, Rams has Rams too. It has two ladies teams that it oversees as well. Their coach also um, mentors at Macquarie College School. Mm. So. Doesn't that affect that entire that entire ecosystem of in the game? I don't think so, and this is why. I was under impis management when the legendary Andrew O'Wall made the decision to to play Super Six teams after we had we had done well in the league and then we fought it and and then he wakes up and for some reason he said the seeded eight in Uganda Cup. The top eight in Uganda Cup should make up the what? The Super Eight. He disregarded the old, how the season ended. Such rubbish. We were sent back to the 
to championship. And I was worried because I had a bunch of superstar players, um, or players that have earned their stripes. I'll talk about Tichodu, talk about Heath, Ochega, Adi, Anes, Kasule. I can name very many players. And I always thought it was going to disappoint, uh, disappoint the players. But then they stuck together. They stuck together. I believe Lumu has absolute control of his. Coach Lumu has absolute control of his club. And I believe they'll stick together and I believe they'll come back. Because they have they have a good enough team to beat anyone in championship. It's just that they were they got the shock of the and let me tell you, a team that has an underside and two women's teams, clearly there's something good happening there. And I don't think it's the good organization is happening because they're in Super Ten. Mm. I believe it will survive. I actually believe if they go down, if they go down it will be very unfair because they've really organized themselves really well. But if they go down, they will come back soon. And maybe to finish on that relegation battle, I really pray. Not disrespect to Warriors. Uh, Warriors, let the best team win. The championship uh, team. But I would love to, uh, to see the Eagles play in the league. Why? Because their story is so amazing. We've just been told now they have a bunch of Excom members that are in, are in campus. This is a team being run by campuses, and it's damn organized. They have their uniform. They come with the same kid. You have a schools schools league, a school kid, Bogere, begging his parents to come and pick him so that he comes and plays a championship match. It's it's there's something happening in, at Eagles that I would want to know or to study more. And this is not because Kavalega is here. He knows I've always told him this. Yeah. Uh, there's something happening because that deserves to be rewarded. I mean, it deserves to be rewarded. I'm actually in shock right now mm. to understand that their XCOM is being run by campuses. Honestly, how you know, you know, you've been in rugby management. Yeah. Rugby management is one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is one of the hardest things to do. But there's a bunch of kids that lost and they were they were not happy and they've governed themselves and they've come up with a very good coach and man it's a really a success story that i would want to reach the epitome i wish them luck i wish Thank every you. team luck let the best team win but to be honest i would i would love to see i would love to see um eagles back in the uh playing in the league thank you it will be interesting to see um and as we, we wrap up, I, gentlemen, I want to ask each of you this question. Um, what's the one thing, you know, they say in rugby circles and on, on, on the online uh, platforms, they say, mm. so what's that one thing you'd like to maybe touch on or uh, briefly talk about here, positive or negative, from rugby this year? I'll start with you. I don't know if you're ready. If not, whoever is ready can start. Um, this year, I would say there's been more competition in the league. Buffalo's is stronger. Impis is stronger. It's not assured that you're going to get a bonus point for the top three. That means rugby is improving. High school rugby was amazing this year. 
the the final really brought back a lot of memories. That's the honest truth. Um, the funding is getting better in rugby. The attention to rugby. Um, you can see the shift sevens has put into rugby. There is a lot of growth that can happen in rugby. But as I've also been told, this has been said throughout the years. Yeah, so it's up to the people in management and also us as fans to ensure that the, the growth of rugby continues because it's just not to you, it's just not the club chairman. Everyone has to play a role in, in making sure rugby continues growing. And uh, if you had, I, I, I wish... Anyway, after, when I come back for another episode of the podcast and you ask me the same question, I'll also say when Eagles has been promoted <laughs> and Pirates winning the league. <laughs> Actually, when both those two happen, I think um, I'm done for the year with rugby. Yeah. Oh, mm. uh, well, positive, positive. I'm, I'm happy with uh, the performance of the seventh team. I was a bit worried when they brought in this new crop of players that our performance will go a bit low. But you clearly see, yes, it might not be the heights we reached uh, with the Byrons and the Piuses and uh, Phillips. And, uh, people seem to forget that Philip didn't play this last tournament, but we're still very hopeful. I, I think that's a given. My best new player of the tournament is that Rhino's kid. Oh, my Lord. I, anyway, I've always liked that guy from watching him train at Rhinos. I think he's a player for the future. Uh, the positives is, uh, yes, uh, our seventh team and how Tobert is trying to usher in the new crop of players and then the leadership, as you see, is changing. And then what Kava uh, has hit on, the in closer relationship that the administration, that Toncho, which for me is his biggest achievement in his first tenure, the closer relationship we have with with central government and NCS and more money being, yes, I mean, it has started with sevens and uh, it has started with sevens and we hope it will grow into even these are the women, the 15s, like, and also the clubs. I hope uh, that closer relationship with government and funding from government is a big, big positive. The negative, I have two negatives. We've had a lot of quarrels. First, we have an occasion with Alex and Gab and then the press. The other time, it's the refs. The other time is the fans. Like, we've had so many things that are damaging rugby. The, the, the image of the rugby. The image of rugby. And I feel like we could have... Uh, we could have handled it better, and we are. I hope it doesn't have to be handled uh, in a weird way again. But also special to mention, special to mention. Oh, something small. I know the press does a lot. We are the press, so the press does a lot. But this entitlement that the press has sometimes, where because they think they're doing us a favor, then we should dance to their tune. I hope it can stop one day. I know. I hope I'm not putting fat cuts in any problem by saying this, but this, and I'm using the gap situation. Everyone seemed to have, wanted to, to have wanted to crucify the rugby and not look at the press. And for some reason, the press in, behind the press freedom thing, they, they want a lot that they do that is inappropriate to be let go lightly. I think that should change. But two, this is a shout out and maybe my parting shot. 
it's a shout out to all clubs and their members. We over depend on we over depend on um, sponsorship. Whereas, if I'm going to use pirates for example, if all pirates fans paid 200k to pirates in a season, if each and if those ones that are still with parents beg your parents instead of buying those nice shoes or that nice Apple Watch. Give that 200 to the club that you love, the club that entertains you every day. If all of us fans paid membership of 200k, this is a rough. And Ethan's doesn't have the chest and the chest and everyone is together. And each one, I believe each fan, each team has a minimum of 300 fans. 300 fans. If each one paid 200k, that's 60 million, right? Is that correct math? It's not correct math, but it's... <laughs> you get six million to yeah. whatever whatever if we brought in if we if we brought in it's it's 60 million is it yes it Are is you sure yeah but continue okay. uh if all fans paid their membership the these sponsorship that we keep craving for would only be an added advantage so um this is a shout out this is something i don't like we fans like shouting at players and making noise for the club but then we don't do our part. Let's do our part. Let's pay our tithe to the club. Let's pay that damn membership. And then we demand performance and accountability for the club. But let's not keep shouting at players and administrators when we don't do our job to pay their allowances. But to pay their uh, the membership fee. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're actually right. It's 60 mil. But then that makes sense as well. Um, and I think I will... Um, just say on my end, really, it's just I'm happy to see so many new fans come into the game. It's 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 a, a ray of hope as we are moving into the right direction, and hopefully, it can be able to increase with so many of the stakeholders participating on top of the core, who are the clubs and the players as well. Um, but yeah, um, it's a conversation that can go on, and um, we look forward to a great weekend. And yet again, there's a lot that's going to happen over the weekend as we go into the penultimate round. And then we will finally go into the final round, which will be having a blockbuster. And we hope by that time it will be a title decider. We still believe three teams are still in the mix. Nah. Uh, <laughs> people like to rule out the heathens, but with three points behind, everything is still possible. So um, just keep it with the fat cats. We're going to be bringing you all the build up to that. We're going to be... Um, just sharing with you from both ends of the table, whether it is at the top, whether it is at the bottom, what is happening. Um, it's dark, we know, and uh, we'll just have to run off for our evening meal, as we always say at the Fred and Winnie BNB. Thank you for being a part of this podcast, and see you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening in. Share with us your thoughts from today's episode and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel.